We're talking about generosity, and um, this series is really about how we see um, generosity redefined through um, God sending His Son. And um, the Christmas season is a season of generosity, and we want to we want to say yes and amen to God in that. And uh, so we've been talking about ways that we can reflect him in this season and give of ourselves and also to receive. Um, when we sing these songs, we're singing about having received um, this priceless gift. That's what we've received in Jesus. And um, it's so important that we remember um, what we've been given and the one behind that gift. <clears throat> Tonight I want to talk about generous words. I want to talk about how we um, can reflect our Father through what we say. And the truth is that God is generous with his words towards us. God wants to speak generously to each of us. He wants to speak generously in your life. And if you don't know him as a father who speaks that way, um, might I suggest that um, there's a new way that he wants you to know him. Because that's who he is. He's not the, he's not the strong, silent type of father. That's not, that's not who he is. He's a, he's a God of abundant, generous words. And he has thoughts for you and for his people and for humanity that are overflowing for the, from the love in his heart towards you. I want to start by reading um, before John 1. I want to read this passage in, in Psalm 139. It's one of my favorite um, psalms in particular. And in verse 17 it says, How precious to me are your thoughts, God. You can just hear David um, overwhelmed, amazed by this truth that God... It's full of good thoughts for him. He says, how vast is the sum of them, exclamation point. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. David had this awareness of God's love for him and the fullness of that. And one of the ways it was reflected in his relationship with, with him was that God spoke to him. And he said, your words for me are so vast, I can't even count them all. The same God that David speaks of is here. And if you know him, that truth is true for you as well. His thoughts for you, his feelings for you are abundant. And not just for you, but for the people around you. And so there's this um, need for us to first believe that for the truth that it is, and then receive it, and then live it out. And that, that's why, in fact, when you look at <clears throat> spiritual gifts, and when you hear about the spiritual gifts spoken of in, in the New Testament for the church, um, 1 Corinthians talks about this, and uh, one of the things that Paul says, he says, eagerly desire the gifts, but especially that you would prophesy. 
Why? Because, because embedded in this gift is the heart of God speaking to humanity. Speaking his thoughts, his feelings, his words to us. And so Paul says, I want you to be edified. I want the church to be edified. So go after this gift of prophecy. And these two things are connected. God's heart for us and his words for us and the, the, the gift of prophecy, the prophetic, they're completely connected because it's one of the ways that we reflect that truth that he wants to speak to us. And so as we grow in our understanding of the prophetic and God's words for us and his, the abundance of those words, we should um, be reflecting the truth of that in the way we engage with each other and with the world around us. It's pretty amazing. I just want you to think about perhaps a time where um, you got the right word at the right time. Maybe it was a simple, simple word, but it came at the right time. And your heart was ready for it and the difference it made in your life. Now, I want, to, I want you to think about that for somebody else. And I want you to think about that perhaps for somebody that doesn't even believe that God exists. You see the power and the potential in that? Are you guys following me? I'm going to tie this together tonight actually with um, Advent because... I believe that in Advent, we, we see God um, speaking to humanity like never before his heart for us. So I want to read John 1. This is really cool. Um, I read this today, and for the first time, I, I had this connection that I've never had before with this passage. And in fact, the prophetic And so I want to explain that in a minute. But let's read John 1, 1 through 5. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the Word being Jesus. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Say, all things made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. Say, life. Oh, doing great. And that life was the light of all mankind. Say light. Say the light. Say the light church. Okay, we're done. Uh, It says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That's good news. It says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. He goes on to say in verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. This is the introduction of John's gospel. And this is the introduction of John to us, who Jesus is. This is the introduction of Jesus. And he says, the word he, said, he refers to Jesus as the Word, as the Word made flesh. And in fact, this introduction would um, bring to mind for those who read it, and perhaps for us as well, the very beginning, Genesis. And the, 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 the story of creation, and, and in creation we hear God speak, and it was. 
There's power in the word. And in fact, everything that is, it says, was made by the word. It's pretty amazing. I want to talk about a few things related to the word that we see here. And in fact, connect them to um, the function of the prophetic in the church. Follow me, okay? I, I don't think it's a stretch. Actually, I, I want to I say if this makes sense and if it's clear and it's helpful, it's completely from him because um, I had nothing today, okay? So I just love that about him. <laughs> I, I went to Maria and I said, hey, uh, I need you to pray for me. Can we pray together? I need some help. If you're ever in need, pray that prayer. It's a really good prayer. Just pray, God, help me. And sometimes you might actually um, want to ask somebody else to pray that prayer for you, um, even further signifying your posture of need. And I prayed that, and, and it, was, it was good because the Lord just reminded me, I got this. And so um, if, if this connection makes sense, it's from him. If it doesn't, you can blame it on me, okay? All right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> There's three things here that I just think are really fascinating and I, I believe connect to the role of the prophetic for us and I think are ways in which we can see um, God wanting to move in and through us. And the first is that it says that the word made all things. It's just talking about Jesus, but it says the word made all things. Jesus himself, but the word, and again, if we reflect back to Genesis, it was in fact the word spoken that brought about creation. Fascinating, isn't it? It wasn't God's hands. It was the word spoken that brought about creation. That's the way that God creates. He makes the rules, so I don't know why, but that's how he creates. When God wanted to create, it says he spoke, and it was. And so we see here that the word is what brings things about. The word is actually this creative force that makes things be. This is really interesting, and I want to tie it to this passage in Ezekiel. Because that's the way that God creates. And I believe that actually it's the way that God invites us to create as well through the prophetic. So when we talk about prophecy, um, we see actually that when, when God called the prophets, and um, granted this is an Old Testament passage, okay, but I, I, I really believe that it relates for us as well. When he called the prophets to speak on his behalf and to bring the word to the people that he would have for them. One of the things that they were doing in that is they were creating. And there's this passage in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 37. You probably heard it. It's, it's the passage about the dry bones. I want to read that real quick. All right, you got it. Let me see if I can get it here too. And I'll just read it off of the screen. How about... All right. It says, Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and it will come to life. So there's this story, right? And... um. God takes Ezekiel down into this valley. I don't know if it was a mass gravesite or what, but there's all these bones there. And 
he says, do you think that these bones can live? And he says, you know, the good Sunday school answer, anything's possible with you, God. I don't know if he really believed it, but it's like, that's a, it's a good answer to say whether you believe it or not. God, you can do anything. <laughs> and so it's so interesting because God is engaging Ezekiel in this. And how does he do it? He says, okay, you believe that the bones can come to life? Anything's possible with you, God. Good, because I want you to join me in this. And how? By speaking. He says, not just speak, but prophesy life here. Prophesy life where there's death. And so he says, I want you to join me in creating, in bringing something actually back to life And you're going to do it by speaking. So God does this in Genesis and then he brings his people into this as well. And it's the role of the prophetic one. I believe one of the things that the prophetic does is it it brings something to fruition that wasn't before. And it's not as if it's just us. We're going to say something and then it's going to happen. But I believe that when God's behind the word and there's life on the word, then it will be life giving you believe that? And that's actually the second part of this. Let's go back to John 1. The second part of this is that the word is life-giving. So it's creative, but not just creative, but it creates life. It says, through him all things were made. Through who? Through the word. Through Jesus, the word. Jesus was in Genesis As the word making life in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The word is life again, not just in Genesis, but for us as well. When we speak, we're told that the words we speak are one of two fall into one of two categories. You know what those are? Life or death. That's kind of crazy because there's no middle ground. It's life or death. It's either building up or it's tearing down. It's either edifying and encouraging or it's discouraging and it's depressing. That's actually Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, 21. The power of life and death are on the tongue. In our words are life and death. So again, we see that what we speak holds life. And, and, and that's actually a way that we connect to how God brings it forth. And so it says the word is life. And everything that is, is made through him. And so it is with our words. Our words can bring forth life or they can bring forth death. One more. It says the word is light. The word is light. So not only is it life, but it's also light. It says in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Think about that from a very basic level. Light. It's useful. We could probably use a little bit more in here. <laughs> but we're setting the mood. <laughs> and it's a big space. <laughs> but 
But if you're in a dark room and you have a phone and you have the flashlight app and you turn it on, it suddenly got a lot better for you. From a very basic level, light is helpful in that way for us to see. And if you think about the prophetic, it's the same way. The prophetic is actually meant to shine light into the darkness, into what we can't yet see. And in that way, I believe it's God's grace for us, preparing us for what is to come. And it's not always just future-oriented, but it could be, it could be a darkness that um, is right in front of you, something in yourself that you don't understand or you can't figure out. And God, by his grace, wants to speak into that and bring clarity like a light in darkness. And actually, this is really cool. Second Peter 1 tells us this. Second Peter 1, 19. It says, we have the word of the prophets made more certain, and you will do well to pay attention to it as a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So he's saying that there will be a time where this thing becomes clear to you, but for the meantime, um, it's, it's not yet come and it's not yet fully day in your understanding of this thing, but Yet the prophetic serves this role of actually bringing clarity, bringing an ability to see something that isn't yet, like a light shining in darkness. Isn't that cool? Thanks for humoring me. (laughs) Okay. I love this last part of, of what he says here in verse 14. About the word. The word was among us. The word among us. And as we think about what Advent is about, I want to suggest that we need the word more fully among us. God could have came a lot of ways, but he came in the flesh. And I believe it's still about him speaking to humanity. He said, I want you to know how I feel about you. I want you to know what I think about you. And I want to suggest that the life of Jesus is in fact a prophetic declaration of God's heart for humanity. Everything he did was about reconciling us back to God. Because he wanted us to know, I'm not mad at you. I'm not angry at you. I love you. And I want you to be with me. That was what God was declaring through the Son and through his life here. The Word came among us so that we could know what God was saying, so we could know what he was thinking, what he's feeling. And I want to suggest that in this season, we need the word more fully among us. And I believe one of the ways that that happens is when you and I, we speak God's heart for each other. When we speak God's heart for each other. When we let our words be, be informed by what he's saying, what he's feeling, what he's thinking.
There's a lot of other ways that we can hear from God, but I, I, I believe that, in fact, the prophetic allows us to hear the heart of God for each other and to speak that. And there's something powerful about hearing that out loud. There's something powerful when the word is spoken out loud. When you hear somebody else say what you hoped God was thinking about you and they say it, it makes a difference. Now you're not just thinking and hoping and wishing it to be true, but you've heard it and it becomes tangible for you. I believe this is one of the ways that we manifest, we incarnate Jesus through what we say. It's powerful. It's powerful. And if you think about the world around us, you think about so many people who have no idea that God wants to speak, think about how powerful that will be to hear. This is what he's saying. This is how he feels about you. That's what this season is about. And people need to hear it. It says the word was among us and it's full of grace and truth and glory. I want us to um, apply this tonight. Can we? Can we apply this tonight? To say yes. We're going to apply it whether you say yes or not. But I hope you're on board for it because it requires some participation. Um, This is one of the reasons that we really believe in in the role of the prophetic. And, you know, um, I'll be honest, that word has kind of always been a little, a word that makes me squirm a little bit. And God in his grace has kind of given, I think, better understanding of some of these things. And I don't think we have to shy away from them. And maybe as I'm talking about this, you're still like, I don't get that. I don't, um, I'm intimidated by the thought of that. I don't know how to do it. But I want to give us some opportunity to engage in this tonight. And if you're in a place where you're like, I'm unsure, I'm not, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't, I'm not sure I'm hearing from God. I want to invite you to listen and to expect of them. But I also want to let you know, there's no pressure, okay? Um, but what I want to do specifically is I want to spend some time tonight actually um, listening for and honoring our students. <laughs> some people just got nervous all of a sudden. If you're a student, raise your hand. I should have made you do this before I said what we were going to do. Raise them high. I, need, I want to count, actually. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, we really, really appreciate you. We love you. We're so glad that you're a part of this family. And um, I just really believe that God wants to, to speak into your lives tonight to encourage you. And to fortify you, strengthen you, and what you're doing, but more importantly, in who you are. And so I want to take some time to do that because um, perhaps we don't get enough opportunity to do so. And the way we're going to do this, we're going to we're going to break up into groups. 
Um, and what I want us to do is, if you're not a student, I want you to make sure you find yourself in a group with a student. If you're, for our nine students, it's going to kind of require you spread yourselves out a little bit. Um, so a couple per group. Um, but I want us to get in groups of maybe five or six, something like that. I don't know if the number's right. A um, couple students per group and a couple non-students per group. And I want us to spend some time to listen for each person in that group and to share what God um, would want to share with each person in that group, our students in that group tonight, okay? Um, so this is how we're going to do it, all right? We're going um, to actually take communion first, okay? And then we're going to break up into groups and um, take the time that you need for that and when you're done, you can get dinner or um, hopefully wait. you can wait until you're done. Um, <laughs> um, but I want to make sure that we cover, um, take time for each of our students to listen and to share what God would have for them. And if you're a student and you're receiving, that's what you need to do, receive. You can write it down. Um, and I want to invite you to process that, Okay. Um, this isn't, thus saith the Lord. We're not in the Old Testament anymore. Um, hallelujah. Uh, and uh, so you're actually invited and, in, in, in fact, um, I believe obligated to um, ask the Holy Spirit to help you make sense of what has been shared and, and process that. If anything doesn't make sense, especially take that to him for that reason. Okay. Um, and as we do this, I also want to just encourage us to think about how we can um, bring this with us um, wherever we're going, um, especially when we're going to be with our families in a few weeks, most of us. Um, you know, it's, it's not something you just have to sit in a circle and close your eyes um, to be able to do. I, I believe that the Lord, uh, maybe even now, it's an opportunity for us to be praying and asking God for our family, what are some things that he would have us speak and encourage them with? And, and we might pray into that ahead of time or for our friends or, you know, to just be prepared for God to be able to speak through you at a moment's notice on the street with someone that needs to hear his heart for them. Um, so, okay, we're going to pray and we're going to take communion and then we're going to break into groups and, um, and then we're going to just segue straight to dinner. So, um, but don't rush, okay? Promise me that, okay? You won't rush through this. All right. <laughs> Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you are God's abundant word spoken to us, given to us, made clear to us, so we can see, so we can know what he's like. Thank you that you made that journey and all that it entailed and all that you had to give. And he did it gladly. So we praise your name. And tonight we come to the table to receive the word, the word spoken over us. And it's the word that cleanses us. It's the word that makes us new. You are that word. You are our righteousness. I thank you that you, you're the better word spoken. 
it's through your blood that that word's spoken. It's through your life laid down. It's through your sacrifice. And it's because of that that we can speak words of life. It's because of that that we can speak words of hope and truth and um, words that reflect your um, forgiveness, your reconciliation. So we receive that and we give it.